Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Hallelujah. It's 9.01 in the morning. Today is August the 25th, 2019. And my name is Brother Joseph. Hallelujah. We're going to wait a minute or so. Let some other people come online. Good morning, Brother Jimmy Dale Abner and Brother Jimmy Nobles. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Amen. For they shall be filled. Hallelujah, Father. If you have any questions, make sure and post, you know, post to the broadcast. I don't mind answering questions. Amen. Hallelujah. Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Father. Mm -hmm. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Brother Joseph. Hallelujah. Today is August the 25th, 2019. Amen. 9.02 in the morning. Hallelujah. Wait another minute or so. Let some people come online, amen. Remember, if you have any questions or if you obviously want to post, you know, send it. Praise God. Honor the Father, amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> All right, it's 9.03. Let's get started with some prayer, amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this opportunity to come before your people, Lord, in your presence. I thank you, Father, how your word declares that in your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that your word is life unto those who find them and health to all their flesh, Father. 
<clears throat> I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Father, that the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple, Father God. Let us see, Father God, what your spirit is saying. Let us hear what your spirit is saying to the church, to us. We are the church, amen. Thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, for those that are partaking today and those that will partake in the future. I honor you, Father God. I honor your word, Father God. I bless you, Lord, for your mercy and your kindness, Father. I thank you for your precious Holy Spirit, amen, that quickens us and teaches us and guides us into all truth. And how you said, Lord Jesus, and when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. I thank you, Lord God, that the Holy Spirit only represents you, and he does not substitute, amen. He hears and speaks exactly, he hears and he says exactly what is being dictated to him, amen, what he hears. What he hears, he tells us by you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, for this time. I bless you and I give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. Well, as I said, today is uh, August the 25th, 2019, amen, and uh, we're going to get into the Word today, obviously, <clears throat> and today we're going to be talking about the making of a leader, uh, the weos, the mature son. And so um, I wanted to kind of tie in what I've been discussing and what the Lord's been bringing out regarding uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, right? And how he said that, let there be light, right? And when he said, let there be, that word is the word um, hayah in the Hebrew. And the reason that's so significant is because the first order that God put together and the first command that he brought into the earth is that he said, and God said, let there be light. Hayah is the word light. And the word hayah is something, is something that he said, right? He said it. So, <clears throat> when he said Hayah, and the transliteration is spelled H-A-Y-A-H, and it's pronounced Hayah. So, when he said that, he said, um, to be, to become, to come to pass, to exist, to happen, to fall out, to take place. And in the definition, it says that it's a word that's always emphatic. It means, when he said Hayah, it wasn't just like Hayah, no, it was Hayah, okay, and that word brought forth what he asked it to do, which is let there be light, and um, when he said that, he said in verse 4, and God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, so the first order that God brought in, the first thing that he said, let there be light, Hayah, right, and that light divided the dark, the light from the darkness. I mean, there was a distinction, in other words. This is of darkness, this is of light. All the way through, we see that parallel in the Bible, amen. You're serving other idols, you're serving yourself, you're in darkness. You're serving me, you're following my pattern and my path, you're in light. And so, um, I wanted to, again, highlight that because I'm going to read several scriptures here, and all of them have to do with light. And they're going to lead up into what we're going to be discussing today, which is the weas, the fully matured sons of God. Romans 8, 14, I'll give you an example, is that says that for as many as are led of the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. So that's what we're talking about here is, is that, um, is that uh, the fully matured sons, they, they, they follow the Lord, amen? They follow His Word. They follow... Uh, after him, etc. And they love God. They love Jesus. I mean, these guys that are following Jesus Christ are wanting to do it the way 
of, of Jesus. I am the way, Jesus said. So, so there it is, Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For, for as many as are led of the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Well, that word sons is the word weos. And weos is a fully matured son. <clears throat> Jesus was the weos of God, the son of God. Now, before I get into that, I want to read some scriptures here. And this is 2 Corinthians 4, 6. All right? And take a listen to this one. Uh, this is 2 Corinthians 4, 6. Let me post that up for y'all. Let's see if I can gracefully post these scriptures as I'm sharing them and declaring them. 2 Corinthians 2, I mean 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So you want to see the glory of God? As Moses said, Lord, uh, uh, let me see you. And God says, no man can see me and live. No man can see my face. Well, now we can. We can see it in Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> and the beautiful thing about this is, is that that one word that was spoken, Hayah, let there be light, was the word <clears throat> that caused you and me to become born again. Because when that seed was planted in your heart, right, in the natural, when you plant a seed, <clears throat> it has to have certain conditions for it to grow, right? First of all, the ground has to be ready. <clears throat> can't be hard ground, can't be stony ground, can't be shallow ground, right? The ground has to be good, your heart. So when that seed comes forth, the seed came forth in our hearts and our lives. Somebody brought the seed, somebody was sowing, somebody was planting the seed, the word, in our hearts and lives. We were listening to it. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God began to move on that word in your heart. And then the light of God began to be revealed. And all of a sudden, you, come in, you came into a place of knowing who Jesus is. And you became born again. You received Jesus in your heart. And you confess with your mouth that God has raised him from the dead. And you shall be saved. Shall be. that It's a continual thing, right? <clears throat> so anyway. Let me get a cough drop. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> he said, let there be. So God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. So here we go. So this is uh, another scripture in 2 Peter 1.19. All right. We also, let me post that one up, have a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed. You need to be listening, Peter's saying here. As unto, a, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Well, the day star is Jesus Christ, amen. So he's saying here is when the word gets in your heart, that sure word of prophecy, amen, that word that, that, that God honors, amen, because the scripture teaches us that he performed, I mean, how does it say in Jeremiah? It says, uh, I will perform that which concerns me. In other words, I'm going to perform my word in your life. You see, God is not a man that he should lie, right? So we have a sure, more sure word of prophecy. Why don't you do well that you take heed? Listen, in other words, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until that day dawn. And the day star rising in your hearts. <clears throat> so the more light that's coming into our lives, determined by the word and the spirit. In other words, the more you get in the word and the more the spirit of God reveals these things to you. Right. The more um, darkness is being exposed. And when the darkness is getting exposed in our hearts and lives, well, what do we do? We repent. We ask God to forgive us. We ask God to cleanse our hearts. Amen. We draw nigh unto the Lord. And this is what the Lord is doing in that place of drawing nigh is, is cleaning us up. Now look at this scripture. This is John 8, 12. All right. 
And it says that then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. <clears throat> the word light here is the word phos, P-H-O-S, which means light. Right? When you walk into a dark room, you have to turn the light on. Well, guess what? When God stepped into our lives, amen, walked into the darkness of our hearts, he began to expose the, the darkness and brought forth the light. Amen? And so that's what we're saying here is that I am the light of the world. The world, wor the word world is the word cosmos. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. So you want to stay in the light? You want to stay in the comprehension, the revelation, and understanding of what God is revealing to you and, and in your life? Well, that's going to cause you to stay out of the darkness. So look at, I want to look, hang on, I want to look at something here. <clears throat> so the word world is the word cosmos. Cosmos is the orderly arranged system. Cosmos is the world. We get our word cosmopolitan, for example, from the word cosmos. Cosmetics is from the cosmos, you see. All this stuff originated in the world, right? Now, I'll share that because Jesus said, I am the light of the world. If you'll come to me, you won't be in darkness. But you're going to have the foes of Zoe. Zoe, the word life there is Zoe, which means God's life. There's several words that, that talk about, I mean, several words that are translated, <clears throat> several different Greek words that are translated life. One of them is suke, which means your soul. The other one is Zoe, which means life. The other one is bios, which means livelihood. Another one is anastrophe, which is not translated life, but it means behavioral life, the way you behave and conduct yourself. So all these areas are going to be impacting our lives, right? And the goal is to walk in the light of life, okay? Now, John 1, 4 says, in him was life, and the life was the light. So that life of God is what brought light into existence in the very beginning in Genesis 1, 3. Now, that light that began to be sh shown forth in our hearts right revealing the darkness is what uh, <clears throat> is what the goal of the light is, is to separate the light from the darkness right so now isaiah 42 verse 16 all right isaiah 42 verse 16 praise god look at this verse Isaiah 42, 16, it says that, And I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them, and the crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them, and not forsake them. Glory to God. You see that? God is, is merciful, amen? And everywhere there's darkness, he's going to reveal it. Not to condemn you, not to throw you down, not to cast you down, but to allow you to see there's another area here, Joseph, that I need to deal with in your heart and your life. Amen. And so, therefore, he's making, he, he's going to make the darkness light. In other words, what was dark, there's going to be light there now. And he's going to make the things that are crooked straight. The path is going to be clear, in other words, because you're lit, being led of the Spirit. You're moving by the Spirit. Now, John 1 9, take a look at this one. John 1 9, praise God. All right. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He's talking about Jesus Christ here, man. 
And that the true light lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Well, we're talking about, obviously, when you're born. Even at the very moment you're born and you begin to see, God is the one that has blessed us with that ability. Amen? And as you grow in the Lord, amen, and, and like I said, the thing about the kingdom of God is that, right, me as a father, my wife as a mother, raising up two godly, godly sons. We have two sons, right? That was the goal of God is that the, the seed come into a family that has the foundation in Jesus Christ, foundation of God in our lives. Because then we impart to them the principles and the training and the teaching that God has brought to us. As they mature and they grow, different levels of maturity require different levels of instruction and correction, right? And teaching. So as we grow in the spirit, amen, the same thing. All right? And again, I've shared this and I'm going to say it real quick. There's five different Greek words that talk about the spiritual maturity of a Christian. Napios, Pateon, Technon, Weos, Pater. Today we're going to talk about Weos, which means fully mature. But Napios means infant, no speech. Pateon is still potty stage. You're still making a lot of messes. Technon, again, each one of these is a different level of maturity. Technon is like a teenager. He thinks he's ready for the keys to your car, daddy, mama. But when he gets the keys, he causes problems, right? He has a wreck. He, gets, he or she gets... Uh, you know, stopped by the police because they're excessive in their speed. They run out of gas. They have a flat. They have an accident. You see, they're still not mature yet. And so, again, <clears throat> as sons that we have and as daughters that we have, we would never send them out right before the time. So the point is, is that as they grow in the maturity with the foundation that's in our hearts, in our lives, they're going to come into their own uh, purpose of God. Amen. Now, John 9, 5. 9, 5. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Amen? And that one, like I said, Jesus said, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Amen? And where is he, by the way? Where is Jesus Christ? Where is the Holy Ghost? Where is the Father? Are they just floating around out there, you know, waiting to fall on something? No, body of Christ. Jesus is right here in your heart. Amen? The Holy Ghost. Amen? The Father. Amen. One with God. United with God. And this is what the world needs to see. Right? Let me go to that verse. John 9, 5. I am the light of the world. No, I am. As long as I am in the world, whenever I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. <clears throat> so again, that light is, that's in the world is inside of you and me. Amen. Now, John 12, 35 through 36. Take a look at that. Amen. Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. You see? <clears throat> It's important that we maintain our relationship with the Father, with the Word, and with the Spirit, with Jesus Christ, with the Holy Ghost. These things are critical in our walks in the Lord. And as you grow up in the Lord, you don't think it's so much necessary. You skip a day, you skip a week, you skip a month, you skip a year. Haven't had any fellowship with the Father, with the Word and the Spirit, with Jesus. Amen. And so you expect... You know, you, you, you're a Christian, you're still going to church, right? You're still doing the works. You're giving your tithes, you're, you're doing all these works. But what you don't see and understand is that you're moving in dead works. 
right? Hebrews chapter 6, 1 through 3. Talks about the foundational principles there. So, <clears throat> uh, then he said, while you have the light, believe in the light, that you may be children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. So, he said, while you have the light, believe in the light, the false, that you may be the weos of light. Weos is the Greek word that means fully matured son. And it, and it says here that the children of light, the weos of light, we, need to, we are the ones that are carrying that life of God that brings the light. Amen. The life of God brings the light. And that light is the comprehension, the revelation, the understanding of man. Okay? And that's what we need, mankind here. All right? Now, look at this one. Psalms 27, verse 1. Amen. I mean, it's pretty clear, I mean, how the Word of God has trained and taught us in these things and what God has been saying all along, etc. Psalms 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Amen. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I don't have to fear, amen. I don't have to walk in fear. I don't have to worry about what people think about me. I'm a dead man walking, in other words. I'm not offended. I don't, I don't, you know, whatever you think about me and or whatever words you speak against me, that doesn't bother me. Because all the day long, the scripture says we are killed. We are as sheep led to the slaughter. In other words, you're dead to yourself, we ask. You're dead to yourself, son and daughter of God. You're not seeking your own glory. The words that you speak, they're not your words, they're his words. The, the work that you're doing is not his work. Your work is his work. Amen. The miracles are his miracles. Right? The words, the manifestation of the Spirit is his manifestation of the Spirit. It's his, in other words. It's not me. It's not me. I'm not the one that's seeking to get the glory. I'm seeking to honor my Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Daily. Dying daily, as Paul said. I die daily. Now, John 12, 35. I already read that one. I'm sorry. Look at this one. Uh, this is 1 Thessalonians 5, 4, and 5. All right? But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that the, that, that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children, the weos of light, and the weos of day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Body Christ, you have to believe these things. You have to believe what the Word is saying. You have to profess and put in your heart and in your mouth, we are not the children of darkness. We, I, am a child of light. Amen. Declare these things. Speak it forth. Amen. There's no need to be intimidation about, intimidated by who we are. And let me tell you something. This world needs this light that we have. Amen. And we're going to see later here in a little bit. I don't know how far we're going to get. And I'm calling this video part one because... This teaching is, is quite extensive about the weas, amen, the fully matured sons. And what God's purpose was and his goal was in bringing forth many sons unto glory. <clears throat> John 12, 46, I am the light of the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. If we follow Jesus Christ, if we follow the word, we're not going to be in darkness. Praise God. Now, 1 John 1, 5. First John 1 John 1.5 This then is the message which we have heard of him 
and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Praise God. And I believe that. Amen. I believe that in me is no darkness. Now, when he exposes the darkness, he's the one bringing the light to it. But I don't sit, have to sit there and be, and I don't have to sit there and be worried. Amen. And, and therefore, uh, struggle with, you know, trying to come into the ways of God and, and the word of God, etc. Let me see if I can find the scripture. And um, there's a scripture that the Lord showed me this week. Um, is it 45? Let's see here. Mm. Mm. Man, well, I'm not going to worry about it. So the point is, is that Walk in the light, amen, while we have the light. Walk in the things and the principles and the teachings that God has been revealing to you. And the thing about it is, we don't have to sit there and fuss and worry, you know, that, you know, this brother is walking this revelation, this brother's, that brother's walking this revelation. And what I'm saying is, is that understand where you are in the Lord, and that's where you are. You don't have to be in envy and strife and division about something that you're not walking in that another brother or sister may be walking in. Amen. We all must love one another regardless of where we're at in our maturity with the Lord. This is being mature. <laughs> okay, now. <clears throat> so many scriptures, amen. So much word. All right, so here it is. Isaiah 48, 20. I'm going to show you all this one. I didn't want to let it go, amen. Isaiah 48, 20. see the thing is is that in all this light and the revealing of darkness that it's doing God <clears throat> through the voice of Isaiah through the mouth of Isaiah reveals some things <clears throat> that he wants us to understand here it says here <clears throat> go ye forth all right of Babylon go ye forth means to come out, to exit. Flee from the Chaldeans. The Chaldeans were the Babylonian side that were the astrologers and stuff. Always looking for that voice of God in the wrong place, right? The wisdom that comes from below. And he said, flee from, from the Chaldeans with a voice of saying, declare ye, tell this, utter it, even unto the end of the earth. Say ye, the Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob. The word declare means to be conspicuous, to tell, to make known, to announce, specifically to expose, to predict, to explain, to praise. <clears throat> now, you know, I was listening to a video recently that a sister sent me, and um, it was uh, quite revealing. Uh, it's out there on YouTube. If you'd like that video, I'll send it to you. Just send me an email. Let me write my email out there. Actually, let me just do it this way. Praise God. So, in this video, right, it's talking about... Uh, let's see here. It's talking about money, right? And where's all the money going, etc. If you send me an email, I'll, I'll send you that link. I don't want to post it here. 
And, uh, <clears throat> but one of the things about midways through the video is that this particular organization, huge, huge, hugely popular, hugely uh, mega, mega ministry, right? And this particular uh, video, one of the things that this organization doing is posting their transaction as far as their their financial, uh, what they've been get, receiving, right? And what they're tracking on their website. And one of the things that they, that they track is how many minutes of ACDC songs they played per service. Really? This is a a famous, famous, world famous organization, Babylonian system, because that's what it is. And and they're tracking the amount of ACDC songs. So what am I saying? That's darkness, right? Okay? And the scripture tells us that expose this stuff, right? This is that scripture I just read you there. Declare it, man. Expose it. Make it known. Not only that, make known what the Lord has delivered you out of. Right? Testify these things. Because in doing that, you're going to bring others with you. Amen? Bring them out of the darkness. Anyway, I was I was so uh, annoyed by that, man. And uh, and it was just so disheartening. And um, I, I, I just put my head down. I was driving, but I was just shaking my head, you know. And I just couldn't believe this, right? Well, anyway... I'm just telling you, body of Christ, that the scripture in Revelation chapter 18 tells us to come out of Babylon. Get out of that whole system. Understand, as a son of God, a daughter of God, where God is, amen, in the spirit. And the word and the spirit are always going to line up, amen. And um, and so understand, you know, what the Boaz field is. The Boaz field is the, is the field of strength, amen. Understand where you need to put in your time and your money and your effort in the body of Christ. In other words, in that place that God is honoring, God is blessing, not in the place that's mixed up with the world, mixture. All right? Now, we're going to get into our outline today, <clears throat> and it's, it's quite extensive, but uh, hopefully I can cover it in two, day, in two sessions, this week and next week. If not, I'll make it three sessions, you know. But uh, there's the outline. It's posted right there. If you want to follow along, that's fine. I'm going to start reading here. And, uh, uh, there's a whole lot of information here about the Weos, right? And what God had intended, what his purpose was, who Jesus was as far as his maturity level and so on, and why this was important. All right. So <clears throat> the making of a leader, the Weos, it's pronounced Hui-os, okay? And the definition says a son irrespective of sex in other words, male or female, the relationship of a child to parent to show maturity and acting as sons. One's relationship and likeness to God's character, demonstrating behavior and character, and then it says prominent moral characteristics. This individual is walking with some integrity in his life, right? And it's not about son or female, in other words. Sons is irrespective of sex. In other words, if you're walking in maturity and you're a daughter of the Lord, you're a weos. Praise God. Same thing as a as a male. If you're walking in maturity in the kingdom of God, then you are a weos. Now, a weos in the Greek, it says in the Strong's, the primary word, a son used very widely of immediate, remote, or figurative kinship. Close, tight. My sons, right? 
They're close to me. Amen. Now, some of the characteristics here, and then this is going to be, like I said, I'm going to be going over passages, you know, whole sections. And because it's very critical for us to understand this. Of those whom God esteems as sons, whom he loves, protects, and benefits above others. Well, all right. Now, those whose character God as a loving father shapes by chastisements. All right. Now, let's take a look at that. That's Hebrews chapter 12, 5 through 13. Okay. Hebrews chapter 12, 5 through 13. I'm just going to uh, look at verse 5 now. Praise God. All right, here we go. So Hebrews 12, 5, it says, And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when you're rebuked of him. The word children here, and uh, <clears throat> my son, or the word weos. So my son, my weos, my fully mature son, don't despise the chastening of the Lord. And don't forget the exhortation. Well, he's writing this letter because they forgot the exhortation. And the word for God here in verse 5, 12, 5, it says to be utterly oblivious of. And it comes from two different Greek words, one of them being 2990. And it means to be hidden, to be hidden from one, secretly, unaware, without knowing, to lie hidden. So in other words, Paul, when he wrote this, he had given an exhortation and they forgot it. It was lying hidden. It wasn't. You know, in front of them, if you will, in their hearts. He says, you've forgotten the exhortation which speaketh. Speaketh is, means to think different things with one's self, mingled thought with thought, to ponder, to resolve in the mind, to converse, to discourse, discourse with one, to argue, to discuss, to say thoroughly, that is to discuss in argument or exhortation. So they had received an exhortation here and, and they forgot it. So God is telling us here, don't despise the chastening of the Lord. Be attentive when God is speaking into your heart, into your life. Be it through a teacher, be it through a prophet, an apostle, a shepherd, an evangelist, etc. Pay attention, in other words. Because it takes strength to hear from God. Mark chapter 4, right? I brought that up last week. Or I don't know when. Let me look at that real quick. Mark chapter 4. Towards the end of the book. Let's see if I can locate this pretty quick. Hmm. Basically, he says that he saw that they were weary. And, and as he was teaching them. Okay, verse 33. And with many such parables spake he the Logos unto them, the word, as they were able to hear it. Able is the word it means to have strength, to be able to have power. So in other words, it takes an incredible amount of strength to hear from the Lord. You have to be attentive, your voice, your heart. Amen? All right. Now, <clears throat> contending. Now, the thing is here that says speak it. So he was conversing with them. He was exhorting them, etc. At times arguing with them. And then, so we understand that when we're, when we're dealing, when, when you're dealing with someone and you're bringing the word, you're bringing a correction, etc., that you're contending with carnal inclinations. What you're doing is you're actually performing the apostolic career. You're involved in the apostolic campaign, which is to bring 
order and life to people's lives based on the Word of God. And that comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 and on. So, and then it says, and as you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children, as unto children, we us, okay? Now, what we need to understand about the father, and even you as a natural father or mother, right, you're not going to, obviously, you can't talk to an apios, an infant, right, the same way you would talk to your teenager, because for one thing, they're not going to understand you. Well, it's the same thing in the spiritual realm, spiritual sons and daughters of God. It's about maturity, right? There's five different Greek words. I've shared this. Napios, pation, technon, weos, patera. And so I wrote here, <clears throat> as one matures in Christ Jesus, the nourishment, the exhortation, the comfort, and the charge is different based on the maturity. 1 Thessalonians 2.7. Just look at that one. 1 Thessalonians 2.7. Paul says here, all right, 2 7. He said, And ye, I'm sorry, but we were gentle among you as a nurse cherisheth her children. Paul said this. So just as, as, as a nurse cherishes her children, we were gentle among you. Okay? And then the next verse here, it says that 2 11. I'm just going to read this one. And you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father does his children. So once again, uh, this time he, he's exhorting, and, he, and an exhortation is usually a little bit more firm, etc. And he said that, first of all, we nourished you as, as children, right? Uh, but we were gentle among you even as a nurse cherishes our children. And then verse 11 says, as you know, how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father does his children. The word children, here's the word techno. In other words, <clears throat> as you grow up, right, and you mature in the Lord, the times of being corrected grow fewer and fewer and fewer because you're much walking in maturity. You're coming into maturity. In other words, you're not messing up as much, right? You're consistent with the Lord. You're consistent with your life in the Lord, Amen. You allow the Holy Ghost within your spirit to bring that correction to you. You don't need, if you will, someone to tell you these things, right? But, <clears throat> so, and we're up in the next section here. The ministry of the apostolic career is the same as a father with his children in the natural. So my sons, for example, there's no way that I would allow them to come into that place where I would send them out into the world, into their school system, into college, etc., into greater things that require more maturity, more awareness, if you will. And it's the same thing with our Father in the, in the spiritual. He's not going to allow you to come into what He has for you until you show maturity, sons of God, as we are. Now, in the next section there, I wrote the Father, the Pater, principle, not the mentor principle, alright? Kingdom of God versus Babylon. Kingdom of God is Father. The Babylonian system is mentors. Not to mention the world. So, the fatherhood principle that comes from the kingdom of God imparted forth the gospel and the soul of a spiritual father. <clears throat> Paul, for example, in the Thessalonians here, and the Corinthians, and the Romans, etc., it takes time to impart to the sons, which means one imparting the fatherhood, the pater of God, must lay down his own soul 
even as Jesus did with the dearly beloved disciples. Paul and those that worked with him were affectionately desirous and willing to impart to the sons and daughters of God the gospel and their own soul. 1 Thessalonians 2.8. Look at that one. Right? I'm going to post that one. Hold on. 1 Thessalonians 2.8. Look at this one. See, there was a condition here. There was something that he recognized about these sons and daughters that he was working with. <clears throat> so it says here that, so being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to impart unto you the gospel, not only the gospel of God, we didn't just sit there and teach you these things, but also our own souls. In other words, we spent time with you. We lived with you. We were close to you. If you needed us, we were right there. Even as a father... And his sons or a mother and their sons and daughters, etc. We're always right there. Mom, I need. Dad, I need. We were right there with you, man, because we loved you. Willing to approve, to approbate. And, and to appro appro approbate means to recognize the good qualities in those that were being discipled or raised as sons and daughters. The ground was good, in other words. The hearts were tender and soft. They were easily to, to be corrected and, and guided by, through the word and through the spirit. We nourished you and we exhorted you, Paul said. The ground was good. It wasn't a hard, fallow ground. As, as the scripture says in Jeremiah 4, 3 and 4. Jeremiah 4, 3 and 4. I'm going to write these out. Jeremiah 4, 3 and 4. Listen to this one. In other words, your heart was were tender. See, for thus saith the Lord, all right, to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. In other words, the principle of sowing and reaping is, first of all, you got to know in the ground that you're sowing. If the ground is no good, then don't sow there, right? For example, there's a ministry. It's a Babylonian ministry. Don't put your time and effort there. Don't put your money there. Sow in the seed and sow the seed in the field that God is blessed, that God is bringing forth. And the way you know this is by the word and by the spirit, not by the manifestations, not by the casting out of devils. You see, the 70 return with joy because they have power over devils, right? And they can heal the sick. That's not what you're looking for. You're looking for the life of God, amen. Where is the life of God? Where is the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone? Where is that? Well, I'll tell you from my experience, it's in very few places. Mm. You see? They were willing to impart their own souls, man. <clears throat> and, and the word, like I said, willing is to recognize the qualities. They recognize these individuals, brothers and sisters, that their heart was tender and pure before the Lord. And they knew that if they began to sow the seed there, that seed was going to grow up and mature. And there was going to be a great harvest, amen. As Jesus said, look into the fields. They're ready to harvest now. Pray that the Lord will send forth laborers. We need brothers and sisters that are mature in the Lord to handle the glory of God. And we'll get into that in a minute. Mentorship is the Babylonian way, the system, the Babylonian system of the fatherhood principle. The problem is, is that a mentor is not, it's that as a mentor, it's not to the glory of God but to the glory of self. Mentors preach 
and fathers teach because they have been imparted to them the Zoe life of God. A mentor will not lay down his suke for the sheep. A father will always lay down his soul because he follows Jesus and his way. And it's called the laws of distribution. Take a look at this scripture in 2 Corinthians 10, 12 and 13. 2 Corinthians 10, 12-13. This is Paul, obviously. Alright, here we go. This is Paul. He's writing to the Corinthians. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measure themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. But we will not boast or brag or throw beyond of things without our amatros. The first word there, Greek word, amatros is measure there. And it means a limited portion, a moderate, excessive in other words. But according to the measure, which is the word metron of the rule canon, which God distributed to us a metron to reach even unto you. So it says in... John 3, 27, John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given to him from heaven. You want a message from God? Amen. You want the voice of God? You want the distinction of God in your life and in your heart? You want the light of God? Well, you're going to have to get it from your Father, which is in heaven. In other words, the message of the kingdom of God and the format that you bring it forth in as far as your operation, because my operation is different than another brother and sister. It has to be. The issue with Babylon is that Babylon produces clones. There's no originality. Because it's coming from the wrong source. It's coming from their souls, not from their spirit. And that's the issue is that if you're walking as a son or daughter of God and you're walking in maturity in the Lord, the Holy Ghost is refreshing you and quickening you in the word to you all day long, every day. Amen? He's bringing the understanding. He's, he is the spirit of counsel and might. He is the spirit of understanding. Amen? And he's bringing this all forth in our lives and, and, and daily. We're not sitting there trying to find a message to preach. You understand what I'm saying? Because the anointed one abides in you. You need not that any man teach you say that anointing. In other words, if the word of the Lord is coming forth and you're getting taught, that anointing is what's going to quicken you in your spirit. And that's what's teaching you. Though God is using a, a person right here, but that Holy Spirit is quickening you and your spirit and bringing you forth out of darkness, etc. Mm. But a mentor thinks that uh, it's all about preaching, right? I got to get the next message. I got to get the next message. I got to get the next message. Come hear the message. Come get delivered. Come get this one-time deliverance this week. Come get another deliverance the next week. Wow. It's all about your relationship to the Father. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so the laws of distribution. Amen. You cannot receive what you haven't. You cannot distribute what you haven't received. Praise God. Now the word children, like I said, a fully matured son. A son only seeks to please his father. John 8, 29. Let's take a look at that. Mm. 
See, the issue with these Pharisees and Sadducees, right? Same thing today, the issue with the Babylonian system, the Babylonian, if you will, sons and daughters that are being raised up, which are involved in nothing but confusion, right? And the thing about it in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, right? <clears throat> the scripture says that the earth was darkness, right? And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The word was is also the word Hayah. So in other words, something put the earth out of, it caused it to exist as nothing, as darkness, waste land, dry land, no life, no moisture. Something put it that way. Well, it wasn't the Father, amen. Who is the one that's walking to and fro on the earth? His name is Satan and all his demonic hosts. They're the wasters. They're the ones that still can destroy you understand? There again, the distinction of light and darkness. You had darkness, but God brought forth the light to expose the darkness. All right. Mm. John eight twenty nine. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. Jesus was the fully matured son of God. Jesus was a son of God, the son of God, son of man, son of God. He was a man, but he was also God. Guess what? You're a man. You're a woman. But guess what? You're also a deity. You're also God, in other words. As he says in the book of Psalms, which we're going to get into later. But the point I'm making is that we're after the same kind of God. God is who created us. He's the one that progenerated us, man. Just like a man is able to bring forth a son or a daughter with his wife. Amen. Godly seed, if you will. God the Father also brought us forth, man. Mm. All right. Let's see how much further we can get here. <clears throat> All right. Let me read another statement here. Jesus said, I always do those things that please him. And he that has sent me is with me. Amen. Mm. We'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> those who revere God as their father, the righteous worshipers of worshipers of God, those who in character and life resemble God, those who are governed by the Spirit of God, repose the same calm and joyful trust in God as children do their parents. Romans 8.14 and Galatians 3.26 And hereafter in the blessedness and glory of Zoe, eternal will openly wear this dignity of the sons, the weas of God. Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led of the Spirit of God, these are the weas of God. You see? The mature sons and daughters of God. Now, let's look at this in Galatians 3.26 real quick. Galatians 3.26. Mm. Praise God. So he says here, <clears throat> for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus, right? The word children there is weos. You are all the weos of God, he says. For ye by faith in Christ Jesus. See, the expectation is, is that we should all come into maturity as sons and daughters of God. The problem is, is that we've got a Babylonian system out there that's perverted the sons of God. And the seed that's being injected into their hearts is the seed of darkness. 
it comes from the wrong father. The, the seed that's being progenerated in them is not of God. It's of the darkness. It's of Satan. As Jesus said, you only do the deeds of your father. I do the deeds of my father, he told them. Wow. So, again, for you are all the children of God, the we are of God, by faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? Declare it. That's what the word says right there. Praise God. Now, we're going to get into Romans now because everything about Romans chapter 8 is always contrasting the carnal and the spiritual. The carnal and the spiritual. The carnal and the spiritual. For example, Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Here we go. Mm. There is therefore now no condemnation, judgment. To them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. So what is that stating there? If you're in the flesh, there's condemnation to you. You see? But if you're in the spirit, glory to God, there is therefore no condemnation. Because you're in Christ Jesus. Verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of Zoe, God's life in Christ Jesus, has made me free from the law of sin and death. That law, the spirit of life, allows me to be free from the law of sin and death. Praise God. Now, verse 13. Let me go ahead and uh, work on posting these. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse 13. All right. It says here, for if we live after the flesh, we shall die. Right? But if we through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the flesh, we shall live. So, <clears throat> if we live after the flesh, we're going to die. In other words, we're going to be in darkness. You're going to be coming from the wrong tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. And that's what you do as a son or daughter of God. You deny yourself. You take up your cross and you follow him. You deny yourself the choice to make your own choices in life. Outside of the word of God and the spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Now verse 14. Led of the spirit. These are the sons of God. Romans 8, 14. Those that are led of the spirit. These are the sons of God. The we are of God. And the thing is, is that it's all also contingent upon that word. If you want to see after the spirit, you've got to get the word in your heart. Amen. Romans chapter, I mean, Hebrews chapter 4, 12 and 13. Let me look, let me post that one up for you. Hebrews chapter 4, 12 and 13. Because the word of God is the only thing that can make the distinction of whether you're in the spirit or whether you're in the soul. Right? Let me show you what I mean here. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to, he's trying to get us to a destination here, of the, of the dividing, the marismos, of the soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Four things right there. Soul and spirit, joints and marrow, discerner, and then thoughts and intents of the heart. The word of God. Amen? 
Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So your eyes are open if you have the word. Right? Because the word to do there at the end of that verse 13 is the word logos. You see? And so this word right here, <clears throat> with whom, with is the word pros, P-R-O-S, which means to the advantage of. So the more word, the more advantage of, that you have in seeing what's naked and open. In other words, the Father sees everything. When he says, Adam, Adam, where are you? They said they hid themselves. You see, God already knew. He is the word, amen? He already knew what they were doing. They were covering and defending themselves. The number one strength of a man's or woman's soul is self-preservation. If you understood that, then when your children try to cover themselves or you can, or someone gets confronted in your job or you get confronted or, or you're a manager and you confront someone and they start throwing the defenses, they're already exposed right there. And this doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter if you're Buddha, Buddha I mean Muslim, Buddha, Catholic, Baptist, Pentecostal, Methodist, United, United Pentecostal, you know, Church of Christ, you know, uh, whatever, man. There's thousands of them, right? Eastern religions. It doesn't matter. Any of these. The number one strength of a man's soul is self-preservation. You're always going to cover yourself when you get exposed. But a son or daughter will say, they'll walk in honesty and purity. You know what? I don't know. I can't, I'm not, I'm being honest with you, I don't understand, I mean, I don't know what happened, or whatever, you see? Mm. Now, so I'm sharing that to share that if you want to have and see after the Spirit, then you have to have the Word of God in your life, or you're not going to be able to see it, right? Now, verse 15, it says, Romans chapter 8, 15, look at that one. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Now, a couple things here, three things there. Receive the spirit of bondage. Well, if you're in the carnal man, you're in bondage. You're in slavery. You're under the wrong authority. You should be in the authority of Jesus Christ, but you're in the authority of Satan. Even though you're born again. Why? Because your mouth is not professing and speaking the same as the word. Your mouth is what's putting you in that place of darkness. Mm. All right? <clears throat> so therefore he says, but we have this, received the spirit of adoption. And the word adoption there is the Greek word 5206, and the word for weos is 5207. And adoption means there... All right. The word adoption means adoption as sons, as we us. That relationship which God was pleased to establish between himself and the Israelites and all preferences to all other nations. That blessed state look for now. Because they talk about the future life, eternal life. If eternal life is right now, eternally have Zoe. The placing as a son, that is adoption. When you're coming into your place of sonship, it says figuratively, Christian sonship and respect to God. When you're coming into your place and what God has brought you for, why he raised you, why he trained you the way he did, why he brought you through what he did, bring you through, and you come up as a full mature son or daughter of God, 
And you now, because God sees that you're walking in maturity, as he said to Jesus, as he said of Jesus when he was baptized, John, this is my beloved we ask in whom I'm well pleased. Now, because I've seen consistency in you walking in maturity, now I can begin to bring you into your part and your inheritance. Amen? Now I can bring this to you. Okay? Because you're walking in maturity, now you're walking, and therefore you can come into adoption that is the place that I have for you, your inheritance, son or daughter. Now, uh, it says that whereby we cry. The word cry there, all right, is the Greek word krazo, K-R-A-Z-O, which is where we get the word crazy, right? But it says there in the definition to scream, to call aloud, to exclaim, to entreat. And it's the same word, let there be, in the in Hebrew. Hayah! Abba, Father. Amen? We cry and we groan and we travail in pain together until now. We're, we're, we're praying for our brothers and sisters. We're praying for those that God has put in our path. Those that, are, that he's put in our path in our work, our sons, our daughters, our wives, our, our, our cousins, our, all these people that, that need God. We're constantly crying out for them. We're constantly coming to that place of making intercession for them as a son or daughter of God. Do you understand? It's what we do, man. It's, it's part of the kingdom of God. This is what you do. This is what Jesus did. I pray that the Lord will send laborers. That's what I'm praying for, amen? That these individuals will grow up so God can begin to utilize them and maybe join them to me, join them to you, etc. See, thoughts and intents of the heart. They say, how does it say um, Joints and marrow. Joints and marrow, man. These joints and marrows, the joints provide life to one another. The marrow, the jelly substance in the middle of the bone that produces the blood, the life of the flesh is in the blood. That life, that sustenance that that, that, that next joint needs is coming from that joint connected to it before that. We need the same thing as sons and daughters of God. Mm. Now, so God said, Hayah, to, be, to become, to exist, same thing, Krazo here. We cry it out. Now, verse 16, Romans 8, 16. What time is it? This is where we're going to end right here. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the technons of God. The word for children, there's technon. And this always kind of eluded me here because I don't understand what Paul was trying to say, but now... When you look at the contrast of what he was saying, flesh versus spiritual, all the way through Romans chapter 8, and you now you look at this, it makes sense. And if we're children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him is the qualifying factor there, that we may be also glorified together. Now let's take a look at Galatians real quick. Galatians chapter 3. Wow. Hmm. You have to let the word interpret itself, right? There's no need to add it or take away anything from this word. Hmm. Oh, man, I thought it was Galatians. Hold on. Galatians chapter 3. I'm sorry, verse chapter 4. Galatians 4. I was Galatians 4. <laughs> now, I say that the heir, as long as, it, as he is a child, now this time he says Napiel's here. Differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. 
Even so, when we were children, Napios, and he used technon in the Romans 8, were in bondage under the elements of the world, you see? But when the fullness of time was come, glory to God, the proving time, amen, is over, if you will. Now I've seen the consistency day in and day out, day in and day out, day in and day out. Jesus, 18 years from the time that he was in the synagogue teaching and preaching, and, and his mother was crying with tears in her eyes. They were looking for him. And they said, son, technon, didn't you know that we were looking for you? Look what you've done to us. And the scripture says, and from that time on, that, that technon submitted himself to his parents, man, his father and mother. Hupotasso subordinated himself, and he gained in wisdom, stature, and favor with God and the people. So it is with us, amen, under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Amen? <clears throat> because verse 4 says in Galatians 4, 4, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, his weos, made of a woman made under the law. Son of man, son of God, amen? Now, back to um, Romans chapter 8. And we were looking at verse 17 there. So he says the same thing here. If you compare it to Romans chapter 8, Galatians 4, 1 through 4. And if children, this time he says technon, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. And then the suffering with means that, that are you passing the test? You see, sum pascu. To experience pain, pain together. You see? In other words, are you passing the test? Right? And then it says, <clears throat> verse 18, If so be that we suffer with and that we may be glorified together, the we also walk a crucified life daily dying to self. The technon, the napios, the party on the technon, not so much a daily thing for them. There's the distinction right there. For I reckon, verse 18, that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Sons of God, mature sons of God, we us. Then he says, verse 19, for the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Manifestation is means to uncover. Why would I send my son before he's ready? I'll know when he's ready, and in that season, in that time, I'll begin to uncover him and allow him to come into the world and into the purpose of God in his life. It's the same thing with our Father, brothers and sisters. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation, for the disclosure, for the revealing of the weas of God. God is trying to get us to a place to grow up because he knows if we grow up we'll be, and we're walking in maturity and consistency, then he now he can trust you, son or daughter. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this word. I thank you for your spirit, O oh God. I thank you for your life, O oh God. In him was life, Zoe, and the Zoe was the foes of men. I thank you for my brothers and sisters that have partaken today. I thank you that those that will partake in the future, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name for your word. His life unto those who find them in health to all their flesh, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity opportunity, and this time to stand before your people, Lord God, and teach your people, Father God. 
God towards man, amen, as they're quickened by the anointed one that abides in them, Father God. Quicken us, O oh God, according to your word, for your word is truth. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful opportunity, Father, and I bless you, Father, in this hour, and I give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, Lord of God.
in all the earth, Lord God. There's none like you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Sing it again to Jesus. Mm-hmm. 